Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. It is Monday morning, January 11th. Cece is ready to eat. Hello, girl. At uh, 8 o'clock a.m., it is Heidi's first day back at school. Bummer. It was nice. Uh, even with the issues with postpartum that we had, it was nice having her home. Uh, having a tiny bit of backup. James is over at Grandma's house. He doesn't start school until tomorrow, virtual school. So he spent the night last night, and he'll spend the day over there getting lots of attention. So nice transition back to normal with just the babies. Cade just ate, and Cece is eating now. She is a troublesome eater. She is easily distracted and wants to keep doing stuff. So it takes 20 minutes to get most of her bottle in. Um, so let's see. Heidi's postpartum has been a little bit better. Um, it was a week ago where she got triggered by having to be with the babies for an hour and a half uh, during a Steelers game. And that was frustrating for me. Um, she, to her credit, has been very receptive when I've had to have uncomfortable conversations with her. She typically gets very defensive and has 10 things in her back pocket that she's mad at me about. So if I'm like, hey, uh, I'm upset about this, and then she gets defensive about that subject, and then throws 10 things in my face. Uh, and that has not been the case the last few weeks. She has been receptive. She has not been defensive. And um, still makes me wary to bring things up to her, but uh, that has made me feel a little bit better. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that Sunday, she got triggered by having to be with the babies during the Steelers game. And it wasn't like the babies were being awful. Cece was trying to like tear off Heidi's glasses, but they weren't constantly whining. And it wasn't, they napped for a good hour and 20 minutes during the game. So she was like with the babies from 11 to 12.30 and then 2 to 3 before I relieved her and sent her to bed. And then she proceeded to sleep for 13 hours. Um, and I think that was when I recorded my last episode was in the middle of that. Um, yeah, so I sent her to bed for a break. Uh, went on a walk with the babies. That was when that firework went off and I filmed the a-holes shooting off fireworks in our school. Um, and I get back, change some diapers. She doesn't stir. She's in the fetal position in bed. And uh, I, I let her sleep. I'm like, her body needs this. Is what it is. And uh, go back in there to do bedtime routine at 6.30. She's still in that same position. Doesn't stir for two babies getting changed and clothed. And so I put the babies to bed. I do bedtime with James. I'm starting to wonder, like, 
is she alive? But it's unusual for her to take that long of a nap and not stir. Maybe she's been awake and she's on her phone. And uh, I end up, I, I just leave her, you know. Um, I go to bed at 11 and I, I wake her up. I'm like, what's going on? You've been asleep since 3 p.m.? Did you wake up at all? She's like, and very groggily, she's like, I, I woke up a little bit when Cade, cri Cade cried for 40 minutes that night when I put him down for bedtime. She's like, I woke up a little bit when Cade was crying, but that was it. Okay, uh, what is going on? Like, are you, you're clearly not okay. What, what's going on? Did you take anything? Because you were dead to the world. And she was too groggy to communicate. And I'm frustrated and ticked off, like, and worried about her. And I, I'm too amped up at this point to, like, go to sleep. I'm frustrated that it was how the day went. I'm frustrated that all it took was an hour or two and a half hours total with the babies. And you can't handle that. I can't do anything. I can't watch. And my mom was there. My my mom was there playing with James during the Steeler game. So I made accommodations. What can I do? Nothing. nothing. I can't leave her with one baby, two babies, or James um, for even a short period of time. So I have no time for self-care. Um, so that, that's what's running through my mind. So I go sleep on the couch. I'm like, I don't want to toss and turn and be bitter and uh, she and yeah, uh, so 3 p.m., uh, 13 hours is how long she slept. She finally gets up the next day, and um, I'm like, you need to text your therapist right now and let her know what happened, and I, I'm not mad at you. I'm frustrated if that, and I, this is exactly what I said to her, I said, uh, if it makes sense, I, I can be frustrated with the situation and not mad at you. I'm worried about you. It's not normal to sleep 13 hours and still feel super groggy and crabby. Like, if I have your back and you sleep for 13 hours, I hope you wake up, like, grateful and ready to rock. But no, it's still super groggy, like she hadn't slept at all. Um... So finally that morning, that would be Monday morning, she was able to verbalize what triggered her. And so she had energy that morning during the Steeler game to do some of the chores she has to do. She has to caulk the tiles in the kitchen and she has to do this and do that. And she had the energy to do that, but she had to watch the babies and she felt trapped by the babies. And... Uh, Okay, it, it, the game was over at one. You could have done it, then, but then she was tired. And... Okay, so I, I guess that means for the last week of winter break, I will do all the baby duty and you won't have any responsibility other than the stuff you have to do and want to do. That sucks for me. That means essentially it's...
like you're at work, um, but fine, you know, whatever uh, works for your mental health. Um, and her therapist didn't get back to her. Uh, she had therapy at four on Tuesday, so it was a long stretch of time with no talking to the therapist. And um, a therapist said it sounded like her body just forced her to stop because it needed to. And her therapist's only recommendation was finding more time to do self-care for her. So the therapist wants Heidi to do self-care once a day for sure. Okay, when the F are we supposed to fit that into the schedule? Heidi gets home from work at 5.30 to 6 o'clock every night. Babies go to bed at 7. We start bedtime at 6.30. And then James is up until 8. It's like, oh, uh, other than... And then Heidi is always too tired by the time James goes to bed to do anything. And so... I don't think she wants to do self-care in her tiny little bit of time with her kids. And I, I wouldn't really like that. And... The only time to do self-care is after James goes to bed. So, and, and, you know, it's Heidi's job to figure out what works for self-care for her. And I suggested going for a walk. I, I like going on a nighttime walk. The air is crisp. Uh, but I, I find it a little bit of a bummer to, uh, once James goes down, plop on the couch, and then become a couch potato and then go to bed. Um, I don't find that fulfilling and I get sleepy and I fall asleep in my chair and then drag myself to bed. So I like going for a little walk, getting fresh air, listening to some music. And then that kind of gets the blood flowing. And then I'm a little more sharp minded for my nighttime and I can actually watch a TV show and maybe not fall asleep. So that's what I recommended to Heidi. She hasn't done it yet. She seemed, that would be CC post bottle roaring victoriously because she just took the empty bottle from me. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, James goes to bed at eight. You go for a half hour walk and, you know, have some, some free time for your mind, uh, you know. Instead of sitting on the couch scrolling through Facebook with the TV on. Um, or find some time to do some self-care at school. But then, I mean, she's working at school and gets home at 6 anyways. So I don't know. So that doesn't really help saying, oh, find a half hour for self-care a day. Um, so that's frustrating. So all week, I... <laughs> babies are ready to party now um i i took the lead on the babies she got some stuff done not all of it she never worked on her resume she got the christmas tree down she got the new rug in the living room in um did not caulk the kitchen um so you know but she and i were good um uh yeah nothing nothing bad there the last week and uh 
yeah, that, that's about it for Heidi's postpartum. Um, back to school now, so and that can be a triggering thing. She's miserable working there. And uh, some parent emailed after 8 p.m. last night <laughs> uh, blaming the teachers for holding students accountable during a pandemic. Uh, I guess they, if they don't do their work, they should get a pass because of the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> she needs to quit and or finish out the school. She needs to get a resume in order and then be done. Um, cause I, I, I've been in miserable jobs and it is a good feeling when you have your ducks in a row and you know, you have a limited amount of time left there. It's kind of freeing. When I worked at the Hollywood bowl, I worked a week uh, knowing that I was quitting on a certain date and the don't give a F mindset is refreshing uh, after being in a miserable job. <sighs> Babies, what's up with you guys? Uh, Cade has finally learned how to army crawl. Yeah, and he just bounced because he heard his name. Hi, Cade. Hi. Uh, so he's mobile. Uh, not nearly as proficient as Cece. Like, you put Cece down, she's off to the races. But he can get around now. Uh, so double trouble. Cece has learned how to pull herself up and stand. So that's all she wants to do. And now Cade's angry because I'm not uh, paying enough attention to him. So I'm going to hit pause, pay attention to these guys, and now that they're done eating, and come back when they're done for nap. Okay, I'm back. Babies are down for a nap. They've been asleep for about 30 minutes, so hopefully they keep sleeping. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Cece has learned how to stand up, pull herself up, and that's all she wants to do. When she wakes up from a nap and triggers the baby monitor, she will be standing up, looking out the crib at her brother, growling at him to wake him up. And... She's pretty stable. Uh, she's only smushed herself a couple of times. Um, it's cute. Kate will be in like the activity center standing up, and I can stand her up there, and they can both play with it at the same time. Uh, she's super crawler. She likes crawling over her brother to get to whatever excites her. And uh, baby jail keeps them contained. Um, we put a new rug in the living room and it's got an extra cushion underneath it. So they like crawling around on that. Um, <laughs> occupational therapist wants us to try and feed them three times a day, solid food. And I still don't know how the hell I'm supposed to fit that in. These days go by so quick. Uh, when they wake up, uh, it's 1030 right now. Uh, I'll feed Cade right away and then feed Cece. And by then it's 11.45. Nap time again is around 1. And so, I mean, do I really want to feed them solid food immediately after bottles? I mean, then their whole awake time is feeding. Um, 
and they're not going to eat much. And I understand the purpose of feeding solid foods at this stage is just to get them accustomed to eating. It's not about the nutrition. They get their nutrition from the formula. Uh, but still, I, I don't have time to feed them three solid food meals a day. Um, so trying to figure that out. Um, naps have been better, knock on wood. Cade has still occasionally wakes up after 30 minutes, but it's typically around 45 or longer now, which is nice. And uh, so grandma and grandpa, uh, who are my primary source of backup and letting me work for eSight, Sister-in-law mentions to me oh, a week or so ago, uh, you know, you're going to have to figure out something else because grandma and grandpa can't keep doing three days a week. Oh, jeez. There is nothing to figure out. Like, what, am I going to spend $60 on a babysitter so I can get a couple of hours worth of eSight work done? Right now, I'm, because of my... When the grandparents come over, I do e-site work and I do household work. And uh, luckily, uh, my boss has been very accommodating, so I don't have three full hours of e-site work each day necessarily. So, okay, I do two hours of e-site work and I pay a babysitter 60 bucks. Uh, no. And my mom can't handle the babies and James. Uh, so I, I need the in-laws and, uh, I had a talk with them and I, I proposed, okay, instead of coming over from 11 to four, how about you come over an hour later noon that way? Cause they wake up and get up late. They have their breakfast at like, naturally they have it at like 11 or 1130. Uh, so that way they don't feel rushed. Start at 12. I can easily not book things for Eastside at 11. And then have the default be to leave at 3. And then if you're feeling good, stay till 4. And I will just compact the Eastside work I have into that 3 hours. When they're here from 11 to 4, I can book something at 11, then book something at 12.30, and then book something at 2.30 so that I have some breaks in between to get stuff done or spend time with James. Um, but they said that sounded good. Um, the nice thing about 11 is that's right after the babies wake up, so I can start working at it. They can feed them the bottles. Um, that's... Definitely something they can handle. They can't handle getting on the floor and playing with the babies. So when it's playtime for babies, it's essentially put them down on the floor and watch them. Or most of the time, they just have them sit on the couch with them, which at this stage, the babies don't really want to do. They want to get down and play. And bending over is tough for them. So, um, and I find feeding tedious, so... Uh, it's nice having them do that, but uh, now that they're here at noon, they'll basically be here for 45 minutes of baby playtime and then nap time. Um, so I've still got them for now, but I mean, I can't go down to two days. I can't 
be only available for two days. And I just, I can't do e-site work calls with when I'm in charge of the babies. I can't, you know, stop a call <laughs> to go deal with them. So that's stressful, but I think it'll work. Um, just a little less time for me to get other stuff done. Um, and that means I've got to get that stuff done right now when the babies are napping, which that's my break time. That's my time to get a little self-care in and relax. Um, but when, and that's only because James is at grandma's house right now. Normally James would be here right now. And <sighs> so, um, anything else with the babies? Um, they've both been constipated uh, because of the solid food. So we're working prune juice into their bottles, uh, half an ounce sometimes, uh, most of the time quarter of an ounce. And they still enjoy walks and I enjoy walks. Uh, we'll go out for over an hour on a walk and they just, they're in the sitting position most times and just looking at the world, being cool. Uh, so good job, babies. Um, my birthday is this Sunday, I think 17th, whatever that is. And a couple of my buddies are going to come over and we're going to socially distanced, sit in the front yard, 10 feet away and have a couple beers and, uh, figure out some food that's self-contained and so they can have their box and I can have my box. So that'll be nice. I don't have to worry about the Steeler game being on because the Steelers got their asses kicked last night by the Browns. What a disappointment this Steelers group was. And this is the last chance to win a Super Bowl uh, for quite a while. Um, I'm not surprised. I said yesterday to one of my friends that the Steelers are capable of winning any game, but they are also capable of losing any game as they demonstrated when they lost to the Washington football team, the frickin' Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, who else did they lose to? Uh, I don't even remember. But, yeah, they, they can lose any game, and they certainly did. And the baby monitor's losing power. Great. Um... Where does the blame lay? Well, the defense played horrible last night. Uh, first play of the game was a snap over Roethlisberger's head into the end zone, and the Browns got a touchdown. And momentum is a very real thing in football. And the Browns had all the momentum. And the Steelers finally got their crap together. Browns started playing a little conservative, and the Steelers started to get some points. There was a fourth down and one yard to go, and the Steelers coach decided to punt it uh, when they were losing by 20 points still. And that was after the Steelers had scored uh, 20 points. And that really killed the Steelers' momentum. And... Um, Pretty embarrassing to lose to the Browns. I mean, props to the Browns. They played well. They came out ready. And uh, they deserve it. 
do I think the coaches need to be fired? No. Do I think they need to fire Roethlisberger? He's got one year left on his contract. No. Uh, he threw four interceptions. He played uh, pretty bad uh, during parts of it. But then he played great during parts of it. Um, wide receivers dropped some balls. The offensive line has been uh, bad. They can pass protect for a little bit of time, uh, but they can't run the ball. And when the Steelers did screw up and turn the ball over, the defense couldn't do anything. It was like a knife through hot butter. And uh, there were several key injuries this year. Uh, Bush, our athletic middle linebacker, got hurt early. He's the kind of guy that can run sideline to sideline and also cover athletic people in pass plays. He's been out. And then we lost our edge pass rusher, our uh, Bud Dupree, uh, early in the season. That doesn't help. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of glad the Steelers lost because they weren't going to beat the Ravens, the Bills, or the Chiefs. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad I don't have to endure that. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to be hard to beat. I'm kind of pulling for the Bills now. Uh, and the Packers. I want the Packers to win the NFC, and then I'd like to see them win the Super Bowl. Uh, the cat just jumped up on me, and I'm trying to get the broken plug into the baby monitor. But of course, it's not working. Uh, so that's the Steelers. Uh, they've got a lot of free agents that are going to leave. Juju, uh, he, I, I did not like his dancing on opponents' uh, logos on the field. I think that's stupid. Um, but I still like him. I, I think he's just a fun-loving guy. Uh, he's a good receiver. I, I'd like to see him stay, but he's going to be worth probably $60 million, and the Steelers can't afford that. So unless he gives them a hometown discount, he's not staying. Uh, James Connors gone. Uh, one of my favorite Steelers, Alejandro Villanueva, our left tackle, he's probably gone. Uh, just everybody's too expensive. Um, Bud Dupree, the injured outstanding outside linebacker, he'll be gone. So, but... Are the Steelers going to be good next year? They're going to be average at best. The Ravens will be better than them. The Browns will be better than them. And we don't have a replacement for Roethlisberger, so that's why I'm not. And there's nobody in the draft. The Steelers were good enough this year that they uh, will be drafting 24th in the draft. And so they're not going to get a good quarterback in the draft. There's nobody in free agency that they can get. Uh, Mason Rudolph is not the answer. So, uh, mm, bitter taste in my mouth. Uh, what else? Ah, uh, capital events from last week. 
on January 6th. So I, I normally try and avoid politics, but this is something out of the ordinary. Um, sort of was watching it unfold. I was paying attention to it on Twitter, and we had it on the TV, but I was busy with the babies. And Heidi's parents were home watching the babies, and they're both conservatives. And Fox News watching Tucker Carlson watching conservatives. And at one point, Grandpa was trying to tell me that uh, the people breaking into the Capitol were Antifa. Look at that. It's clearly Antifa uniforms. What uniforms? Antifa doesn't have a uniform. If anything, it's like scruffy-looking white guys with dark hoodies on, maybe, and masks. No, they, they were freaking militia guys. They were wearing fatigues and... No, they were not undercover Antifa. Um, Ashley Babbitt, the 14-year Air Force veteran that was shot in the Capitol... I just like to say what all the conservatives say when a black guy gets shot. Well, if she would have complied with the police, she wouldn't have gotten shot. Don't do illegal things, you won't get shot. Um, She broke into the Capitol. A mob was trying to break through a barricaded door with armed police on the other side telling them to stop. She tried to break or climb through a shattered window and she got shot don't put yourself in that position blue lives matter and I I am consistent I I am all for peaceful protest and so you know what all those MAGA people who were peaceful on Wednesday the 6th more power to you and all those black lives matter protests from the summer that were peaceful awesome And when those Black Lives Matter protests turned violent, screw those people. Screw the people that are burning stuff and looting and rioting. That that is not okay. And you know what? Uh, I'm okay with the cops shooting tear gas at that point and enforcing stuff. And all those people deserve to be uh, brought to justice. And I've blocked a few Facebook friends who have argued and said, well, the left was rooting on the rioters in the summer, and now now they're outraged about those riots. Who on the left was rooting on the rioters? Nobody I heard. The poli- what are politicians going to say? They're going to say, I'm in favor of peaceful protest. Anybody who does violence is bad. I condemn the violence. That's what Ted Cruz says about the stuff from last Wednesday, and that's what liberal politicians were saying during the summer. No one was saying, yeah, burn it all down. Rachel Maddow wasn't opening her show with, you know, I'm really glad they burned down that police station. No. She says it's awful. Any reasonable person says that part is awful. But of those giant Black Lives Matter protests, was it, all of those people that were burning down stuff? No, it was a handful of assholes. And 
So, and how did the police handle those people? Think back to when they cleared out the Washington area when Trump wanted to go do his Bible church photo shoot. They treated those people pretty damn rough. And how did the police treat these people last Wednesday? Pretty damn gently. Um, so, yeah, the right wing just said, well, the, the left did it all summer and you guys didn't. Bull crap. I condemned it. And I don't like anti F Antifa. They're a bunch of idiots. They're a bunch of idiots itching for a fight. Uh, you know, I've seen videos of like Portland area right wing versus Antifa rallies, counter protesters and stuff. And yeah, I've seen videos of Antifa guys macing MAGA guys. And the MAGA guys were, you know, being peaceful. So screw Antifa. They're a bunch of dumbasses. And especially like the Proud Boys. When we get left-wing anti-protesters going to anti-protest a Proud Boys thing, that's what Proud Boys want. The worst thing we could do to them is to ignore them. They want attention and they want to fight. So I hate seeing the the leftists go up there and fight those people. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy to condemn Antifa. Screw them. But the, these right-wingers that I've blocked on my Facebook, they won't condemn anything. Uh, one guy said, well, I'm not sure they were. I don't think they were Trump supporters. Of course they were. And... Um, I am enjoying seeing um, the FBI track these people down. The guy who broke into Pelosi's office and stole her mail, he's been arrested. Uh, I think a guy that carried off Pelosi's uh, uh, podium got arrested. Uh, And now some of them are being put on the no-fly list. Uh, Consequences for your actions. And it's, it's the ultimate white privilege. And that's what Ashley Babbitt, she's like, I, I know there's a cop with a gun telling me to stop, but I'm he's not going to shoot me because I'm white. Um, how would that have gone if black people tried to storm the Capitol? Uh, a lot more people would have been shot. And uh, it, it's a crazy time we live in. Um, Trump getting removed off of Twitter. It's hard for me to really feel bad for him. Um, Him saying that they're trying to silence him. You're the president. You can literally call a press conference anytime you want and be on every TV station. So shut up. Um, It's part of me wishes that we weren't um, kicking some of them off because the right wing has such a persecution complex. 
like you hear these Christ, white Christian people bitching and moaning, it's still really, really easy and good to be a white Christian in America. But these guys make it sound like it's the worst thing in the world and that we're all out to get them. And when we do this whole stuff of getting Parler removed from the App Store and taking away their web hosting thing, uh, that fuels the fire and that kind of proves that, oh, okay, well, this complaint is kind of true. Um, and we're not, well, we can't let them just talk and incite violence and uh, organize. Then they'll find a new place. The internet's big. And it, I'd rather have them on parlor where, okay, maybe the FBI can keep an eye on them than have them go deeper into like the dark web or wherever. Um, and there is no freedom of speech on social media. All, all these people saying it's, you sign up, you agree to the terms of service and it's a private company and they have every right to host what they want. And if they don't want you to put something on their platform, they have every, there is no freedom of speech. You have freedom to go stand on the street corner and say whatever crazy shit you want. Uh, but you, Twitter is not that. And nextdoor.com, for example, I'm a quasi-moderator called a lead. Um, and so I get a vote on whether things violate the terms of service. And one of the terms of service is you can't be unneighborly. And that's pretty objective. Uh, another thing is you can't rant or a soapbox about a subject. Um, and... If you don't like that, then go to your Facebook page and rant about it. They want Nextdoor to be uh, civil and about the neighborhood and not an aggressive place, not Twitter and Facebook. And you sign up, and I know none of us read that stuff when you read through and click I agree, but that's what it says there. And there, there is no freedom of speech on these social media platforms. And the First Amendment protects against the government censoring your speech, not a private company. So, and some people say, well, Twitter is the modern public square. Yeah, it's hosted by Twitter. So, what do we got? 10 more days, 12 more days of Trump. How many pardons is he going to do? Yeah, all those people that broke into the Capitol, nuts to them. That was, like, a couple guys had zip ties. Why were you bringing zip tie handcuffs? Um, and they've both been arrested. Good job, FBI. Um, but that is enough of that. Um, so Heidi's back to work and I'm kind of wondering when the babies will transition from two naps to one nap. I'm not looking forward to that. I think it was around one year old where James started to do that. So I've got a few months and National Championship football game is tonight. I don't care. 
Ohio State, whoop-de-doo. They only played six games because of COVID issues. So you guys played half as many games. You have half as much wear and tear as the other teams. Asterisks by your win. It's going to be in the 80s this week. Unusually warm for January. And... Yeah, that's about it. Star Trek Discovery is over. Um, Very much did not enjoy this season. Uh, I will watch season four because I hope it'll be better. And you know what? Um, The subscribing to it gets us more Star Trek. And I am looking forward to the new Captain Pike series, Strange New Worlds. So, uh, you know support it and hopefully and I did enjoy lower decks so and I should start getting ready for the babies to wake up it's now 10:50 thank you for listening and I will <sighs> crap I'm turning 38 I think I'll say I was born in 83 yeah 38 uh I'm almost 40 I'm middle aged it's like the other day when I realized that's the first time I've ever called myself middle-aged. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Almost 40. So, I'll uh, talk to you next time.